What's going on, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of Triggered. This is Triggered episode number 116. We're here today with a very special guest, editor of Bearing Arms, one of the sister sites of Town Hall, and host of the Cam and Co. podcast. Bearing Arms is Cam and Co. podcast. Cam Edwards. Welcome, Cam. Hey, All thanks right. so much, Dwayne. Hey, Matt. Hey, buddy. We How finally got him yeah, here, Yeah, we right? finally got him here. It is well that he's here. All the way from Farmville. <laughs> right. He's yes. here. He's here. It, it takes a lot to actually get yeah. me up yeah. in the DC area. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll, it's far. We'll come to you next time. Much, Please do. Much better than that uh, Mom's Demand reporter, Stephen Katowski, across the street. <laughs> <you know? laughs> we should have got Stephen in here today. Um... So tell us, uh, how's life down on the farm? Uh, life is good on the farm, although it's been really dry. Like, yeah, it know, has it's been. early September, and all of a sudden our yeah. trees are already dying. And, our uh, lawns oh, all burnt. To oh, yeah. uh, it's it's, yeah. it's ridiculous. So uh, that that's been kind of problematic. But um, other than that, you know, I mean, it's it's great to not be able to see your neighbors and the, mm-hmm. the neighbors that you do know. They all shoot, and they all, yeah. you know, it's, it's 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 a fantastic place to live. In fact, as I was, it's been a few months since I've been up in D.C. and says I'm driving up here, I can just feel myself getting you know more and more stressed out as Mm -hmm. i got closer and closer to the beltway because i just i I lived up here for eight years and really by the time we left i mean it was just it was a a physical tangible feeling of relief Mm -hmm. when we moved and i didn't have to deal with the traffic and i didn't have to deal with we used to be able to look at our front door and see 28 other homes right right and now i look out my front door and i see my goats yeah and that's awesome (laughs) that's nice right it's the it's the swamp i mean up here it's just you know and it's it's like communist China yeah. out in Fairfax County, and, right? I so, the, yeah. and I hate the fact that it's our nation's capital. Like to me, yeah. you know, Washington D.C. historically was always a backwater. It was a place that yeah. nobody wanted to go to, nobody wanted to live because it was a real swamp, right? Right, right. and it was, yeah. you know, malarial, and nobody wanted to be here. I kind of, I think that's the way our nation's capital should be. I think that's sort of baked into our DNA. You shouldn't want to be in in our nation's capital. You should want to mm-hmm. go in, get out as soon as you can. Uh, and instead, it's just become. You know, it's become too nice. It's yes. become too nice a place. Well, it's yeah. become it's become you know like a welfare state for many people in the federal government. You, I mean, this area is quote recession proof mm-hmm. yeah. because of that. Yeah, and you have high taxes, and everyone wants to be here now because they all want yeah. some of that you know that government milk, yeah. exactly. <laughs> including right. including the illegal aliens. Well, yeah, we apparently won our women. We've got a problem out so. in Fairfax County, MS thirteen. There's all kinds yeah. of murders. Oh, yeah. You know, Montgomery yeah. County, right yep. across the river. So. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Seven arrests since July. It's bad. We have yeah. Amish. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And they pretty much, you know, they, they stay on their best behavior yeah. all the time. Yeah. Well, that's good. my backup plan. We'll, we'll talk about Virginia gun control in a few <laughs> minutes, but my backup yeah. plan is to either go to West Virginia or further south if we if we get communist gun control here. Oh, boy. But we'll talk about that in a second. Let's talk about the debate tonight real quick. So they're going to talk about gun control tonight, I'm sure. Because it's one night now. Remember last time, one night they talked about it, one night they didn't talk yep. about it. It was kind of yeah. weird. A little bit unequal. And now but it's a one night, three hour affair. So they're, they're definitely going to talk about it. Yeah. So Pass the Advil. Of course, they're all hopping on board now with this mandatory buyback. And I'm using air quotes here for everybody that's listening. <laughs> the mandatory buyback, which is essentially just a government confiscation. And now today, he also called for banks and credit card companies to refuse service to, quote, assault weapon sales sales without a background check, and gun and ammo manufacturers who produce assault weapons. So, every manufacturer. Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And you wrote yesterday about the House passing red flag laws. Mm -hmm. So, overall tonight, what do you think we're going to see out of these people? You think it's going to be more of the same, a little bit more moderation, or just hardcore 
I don't think we're going to see moderation at all. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I think, you know, the, the, the danger is that each and every one of these candidates tries to out anti-gun one another. Oh, well, you want a mandatory buyback? Well, I think what we need to do is we need to go into people's homes, right? I mean, yeah. like, and yeah. we have the even, Second Amendment. Right, yeah. we, I mean, we have not reached the first primary yet, you know? Right. So, I mean, I have yeah. real concern that by the time, you know, we get to, like, Christmas, they really will be calling for a full repeal of the Second Amendment. Uh, I think it'll be interesting to see, because, you know, Eric Swalwell was the first guy to call for that ban and quote-unquote buyback. I call it a compensated confiscation program because that's what it is. He's no longer a candidate, right? That did not help him in terms of, you know, uh, gaining any popularity. Beto adopted this. Beto is is still a second-tier candidate. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's not seen any real boost by, uh, you know, trying to become the anti-gun candidate. Even at a time when we're told that more Americans than ever want gun control, he has not been able to translate that into, I'm going to vote for him. But it'll be interesting to see if some of the front runners like Elizabeth Warren come out in favor of a mandatory. We know she's going to come out in favor of a gun ban, right? Yeah. All of the candidates are in favor of banning "quote unquote" assault weapons. But will she take that next step and say, "Yes, we need to take them from people who yeah. legally own them"? And I, I would not be surprised if if she did actually come out and say that. I think that's going to be the standard position, if not tonight, within the next week or so, of most of the Democratic candidates. Mm-hmm. It just to me, when you see these polls, right, of people who support gun control, Mm -hmm. the phrasing of the question is what really matters because the way they phrase it is designed to make it look like the public really supports something. Mm -hmm. Where if you get into the details of all of this and what would actually be part of these laws, right, the support drops dramatically. Absolutely. You know, take uh, quote unquote background checks, right? Mm -hmm. 90% of Americans say that all gun sales should go through a background check, according to the polls. And yet, when Americans have a chance to actually vote on, quote-unquote, universal background checks, in Maine in 2016, a referendum went down to defeat, uh, 52% disapproved, 48% approved. In Nevada, a universal background check referendum passed by less than 1% margin of victory. And the only reason why it passed is because of the way they wrote it. And they wrote it in such a way that it could not actually be implemented because there would be no cost to taxpayers. Right. Because the FBI was going to conduct the checks. And the FBI said, well, nobody asked us. We're not doing all these checks. (laughs) Uh, And and so they wrote it very duplicitously. And so I, I think that you're right. You know, most people do think that uh, all commercial sales of firearms should go through a background check. And they do already. That's right. already the law. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But if you were to phrase this question of, do you think that your wife should be a felon for loaning her friend a gun when her abusive ex is threatening to kill her? Most Americans are going to say, no, I don't think my wife should go to prison for that. And right. yet yeah. that's exactly what these quote unquote universal background check laws would do. They they regulate or attempt to regulate private transfers, even temporary transfers of firearms between family, friends. You know, if you want to go after the quote-unquote stranger-to-stranger sales, this is not the way to do it, quite yeah. frankly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's it's just a backdoor way of creating a gun registry, Absolutely. Too. Yeah. And if so, it doesn't lead to I mean, one immediately, yeah. it's going to lead to one further yeah. down the road, because what we've seen in states like, uh, there was a study that came out last year, Garen Winnemute, who's a doctor out in California, an anti-gun researcher, and he looked at Washington State, Colorado, Delaware's background checks. They all adopted quote-unquote, universal background check laws around the same time. Washington State, Colorado, they didn't even see an increase in the number of background checks performed. Mm -hmm. Delaware did see their background checks go up. They also saw their homicide rate increase. Mm -hmm. In fact, of the three states, they had the highest increase in their homicide rate. So how on earth are you supposed to, you know, enforce these laws proactively? This maybe amounts to another charge that you could levy on somebody after they've been arrested, after a crime has been committed, but that's not what this is being billed as. This no. is being billed as pass these laws and we stop these yeah. types of attacks. Poof. Yeah, gone, yeah. Right? As if, as if yeah. it's just going to all stop overnight. Yeah. And 
In addition to the universal background check discussion, it seems as if the House is going to be passing these red flag laws. Yeah, I'm very curious to see the specific language. Correct. Here. Yep. Um, so, yeah, because we don't know the specifics yet, and we and it, it would not establish a federal red flag, you know, protective order. What it would do is it would incentivize states via grant money to adopt these measures. And the devil's going to be in the details. Uh, what restrictions are going to be put on these states in terms of due process protections? In terms of who is able to actually uh, seek one of these orders? How long do these orders last? The devil's in the details. And one of the things that concerns me is that, uh, you know, we're hearing that President Trump's going to be briefed on some of these plans today, but the White House sources are saying they're probably not going to get into the nitty gritty details. They're going to give him that sort of, you know, 30,000 foot overview of what these laws are. Well, the real dangerous parts of these laws, you're going to have to dig down deep. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, I would hate to see the president come out and support or endorse something that is going to be really, really bad news he for not. gun owners around yeah. the country. You know, I'm a huge President Trump supporter, yeah. and I will flip my <laughs> if he comes out in favor of red flag laws. Yeah. Because he signaled, he signaled, then he backed off. Yeah. Right? So let's hope he stays backed off here. Yeah. And including on universal background checks. Yeah. Because really what it comes down to is it's a banning of private sales of firearms in the United States. Yeah. Which yeah. aren't the problem here. Right. They're not. Right. And I think and John, in general, mostly yeah. those, I think it's what, like, didn't John Lott do research? Yeah. Well, he's like, something percent? Yeah, it's, he's like, because there's no numbers for it, but he's like, in his professional estimation, mm. it's it's in the single digits. And it's mostly among family members. Right. So it's like, not it, you know, it, the Odessa shooting, yeah, it was private sale, right? I mean, that was harped on for weeks, uh, or days, Yeah, but it was a private me. sale. But then it was a black market sale. Exactly. It was <laughs> a private sale of a, of a gun that couldn't be sold. Of an yeah. illegally manufactured. Yeah. Well, you yeah. can manufacture a, a gun like that for yourself, but so. you can't sell it. Yeah. You know, right, that's, right, 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 that's yeah. the yeah. thing. And so... Yeah. Which was buried by the media. Shocker. Of course, yeah. because the media is all on board right now. Yeah. I mean, look, this is the most opportune time since the 1990s for gun control advocates, and maybe the most opportune time since the 1960s and the Gun Control Act of 1968 for gun control advocates to to really move the ball forward. You know, and if they don't get universal background checks, if they have to, you know, settle for something like Mansion Toomey, they'll and they'll moan about it, but yeah. they'll vote for it because it's, you know, it might not be a touchdown, but it's, it's a something. it's a 30-yard gain yeah. for gun control yeah. groups. And, you know, and we I keep seeing Chris Murphy talk about, well, I'm willing to compromise. Bullshit. You're not willing to compromise. <laughs> yeah. You know, right. you're willing to get 60% of what you want and give gun owners zero. Yeah. A, a compromise, and I'm not even saying this one that I would support, right. but, but a compromise <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. would be something like, okay, listen, let's do Mansion to me, and we'll uh, you know require background checks on all commercial sales, and in exchange, uh, we'll do a national right to carry recognition bill. Correct. Right? That's a compromise. That's yeah. where, okay, gun owners, you're going to be unhappy about something, but we're going to give you something. Gun control advocates, you're going to be unhappy about something, but we're going to give you something. <laughs> we're, not, we're not hearing that. What we're hearing is uh, gun owners... Mm-hmm. Bend over, get ready to take it. I'm, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I mean, I might get behind something like that for national carry. I, I, I you know, that'd I, be appealing. It does <laughs> give me. It does. It that is a tempting offer. Yeah. For, I mean, well, for all, all my guns were lost in a boating accident just <laughs> yeah. for the government. Yours yeah. too. Yeah. All I think us. our boats crashed into one another. <laughs> yeah, it's it the weirdest thing. Fire your wreck. Great big lake, but yeah. uh, <laughs> great big lake. man, <laughs> small boats. But I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I hope President Trump is going to hold firm on this because I think he needs to realize that if he wants any hope of winning the 2020 election, he needs to hold strong on the Second Amendment. I, I agree with you completely. Yeah. Um, I did have that you know, bad feeling in my stomach when I uh, saw the president come out and say, we're going to mm-hmm. ban flavored vapes yesterday. Yeah, because, I agree. You know, again, that to me is just a, it's a dumb ban. Uh, it's yeah. not going to address the issue. It's not going to do anything. And there's the president saying, well, we're going to get on board with it. 
And, and that made it's me just a little nanny concerned. state bullshit. It's it, like you can't drink sodas, you can't smoke cigarettes, you can't vape. It's like adults can make their own decisions. No I get the kid goals. aspect. Right. The kid aspect is an issue, but let's, let's talk about enforcing the laws that are on the books. They're already not allowed legally to sell these to children. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah. the, and the it sounds like the, uh, the the real concern right now are these black market vapes Correct. that aren't commercially sold anyway. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. So what are we going to do? We're going to expand the black market. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just you know. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm worried. I, mm-hmm. I really am. I'm uh, I'm genuinely concerned about what's uh, what might smoke. Do. C- keep just stick to cigarettes, folks. They're healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I think Melania found Baron with a jewel. I think you're and right. now we're all set off yeah. here. That's it. Yeah, yeah. She probably <laughs> as Katie said, happy wife, happy life. Hide yeah. your vape, better Baron. Come on, yeah. man. Yeah, right. I was like, damn. I guess I should go out and buy a, a ton. Of these pods, and then I could sell them on the black yeah, market. Exactly, make that, some money. That South Park episode with the jewels is probably one of the best episodes so far. I've yeah. seen in a, in a long while. Yeah, it is the black the black market with the. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Matt loves to jump uh, off in the other direction. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about San Francisco now, and they're essentially calling all of us domestic terrorists. Mm-hmm. And the NRA is now suing the city of San Francisco, and the city council is defending what they've done. Yeah. Obviously, they're mm-hmm. going to not just back down, yeah. even though they really should, because they're probably going to lose this lawsuit, at least in my estimation. But the problem here is that you're you're lumping in an entire group of 5 million people. I'm not sure what the, the membership numbers right now, somewhere around yeah. there, yeah. as domestic terrorists. I can't remember any time in which an NRA member committed a mass shooting. No. No. <laughs> no. It's, you're, you're and blaming. in fact, you know, when you go to an NRA annual meeting, typically uh, violent crime drops in the yeah. city where the convention is held, <laughs> uh, and it doesn't increase. And, you know, like it's, it's weird because if the NRA really is a domestic terrorist organization, it's the only terrorist organization in the world where cities actually bid to have them come to town. Right. And then they stay for a weekend, and then they go away, and the city say, please come back soon. I don't yeah. know of any other terrorist organization <laughs> where they, where you know, you get 80,000 of them in one place, and the city leaders are like, that was great. Oh, yeah. my gosh, that was amazing. And, you know, my first reaction when I saw this was to just roll my eyes. Oh, okay, whatever. Because we've seen this hashtag on Twitter for mm-hmm. months and months now, right? Yeah. Right, as a terrorist organization. But it's one thing when it's some goober on social media. Yeah. It's another thing when it's an honest to goodness, you know, body of elected officials. Government action. Absolutely. Yeah. And and you know, so I've actually gotten more upset as I've thought about this. Mm-hmm. My first thought, my first reaction was just kind of blow it off out ah, yeah. San Francisco. Exactly, yeah. But you know, no because it's not just San Francisco. They're encouraging other cities to do this. There was a Rasmussen poll that came out yesterday showing 32% of Democrats yeah. say they support labeling the NRA domestic terror organization. And that it should be illegal to join. 24% yeah. said it should be against the law to join a pro-Second yeah. Amendment organization. I mean, that is insane. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah. It's I mean, nuts. the thing is, they're finally unmasking what they've always thought yeah. for a long time and that the Second Amendment should be gone. Yeah. You shouldn't have yeah. the individual right to keep and bear arms. I mean, that's yeah. that's their, their core belief for a good portion of the party now. We believe in freedom of association, but... Only our yeah, only our side. It's only okay. our pro baby killing, anti gun, high taxes association. We believe yeah. in the freedom of choice as long yeah. as it's not the choice to protect yourself with a exactly. firearm, yeah. right? Right, or the choice yeah. of what kind of uh, you know gun you want to use, what kind of gun you want right? to use, yeah. what kind of soda you want to get. You know, yeah. it's just it's yeah. just one thing after the other. And they always say, "Well, there's your typical old slippery slope argument." Like, yeah, it is a slippery yeah. slope. These people are it's, nuts. It's not. It's not bull. Like this is what happens. Like, look yeah. at. Look at where we've come in this discussion just over the past 
what two years yeah now yeah. we've yeah. gone from them veiling their like yeah. we don't want to take away your guns to yeah. we're going to take away your guns and we're going to yeah. use the police to do it yeah. even yeah, even, like, even the weird lines like we respect the rights of hunters to now those people yeah <laughs> it's, it's literally what it is i mean it, it it's very sad and we're we're made out to be the bad guys here where yeah. time after time nra members step in and defend innocent people you know Stephen Williford. Yep. Time after time, yeah. these are the NRA members that are standing up to defend the innocent, and we're labeled the terrorists. It's just to me, it's the most disgusting abuse of government power that could possibly be done. It is. Uh, well, hopefully, is the most disgusting that we see because they well, could yeah, get could even go more disgusting, right? Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But but this is, I think, as disgusting as we've seen, and I think that you're right. I think that this lawsuit is likely to be successful, particularly because. It wasn't just the city of San Francisco and the supervisors saying, oh, the NRA is a terrorist organization. They're then directing, right. you know, city offices, hey, find out if any of these contractors, if anybody we do business with has any relationship to the NRA, and then we're going to not do business with them. I mean, that really gets into First Amendment issues as well. But it mm -hmm. does show, I think you're right, this, uh, you know, authoritarian slash totalitarian mindset. And so it always amuses me, like, to see AOC, you know, try to side with the protesters in Hong Kong right now. Right. It's like, lady, no, you're on the other side yeah, of this exactly. issue. Yeah, exactly. Whether you want to admit it or not, <laughs> you're not on the side of the folks waving the American flag and asking for freedom. You're, you would be out there demanding that the police yeah. come in and stop this because, you know, the, the folks who are taken to the streets of Hong Kong, they're the deplorables in the right. eyes exactly. of the Chinese government. Exactly. Yeah. She'd be with the communists, yeah. for sure. And the, and the same thing I mean, with you know, Bernie. She is a communist, so it's fitting. Yeah, and the same thing with Bernie. You know, he's yeah. like in support of Hong Kong purchase. I'm like, but you're, yeah, you support yeah. like it, it yeah. doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. And then you see the Hong Kong protesters out there with flags and singing the national anthem. They have signs to say, "We need the Bill of Rights. We need the Second Amendment." Right. President yeah. Trump, please come liberate us. I'm like, this is these yeah. are not the same. Have any of them taken a knee? <laughs> no. Have any of the protesters taken a knee? Well, in that, Hong Kong? you know, that, that's the sad part is that like some of these people out in Hong Kong protesting, waving American flags, are almost more American than some of the people you see on the left. Oh, absolutely. That hate America. Yeah. And it's just like the juxtaposition there is incredible. Yeah. Well, since Greenland's not for sale, apparently. Yeah, that's what I'm maybe saying. Maybe we could, you know, make a deal with China. Look, they yeah. don't want to be with you. Yeah. They seem to like us yeah. a lot. Hong ahead, Kong you know, would be yeah. a great 51st state, Look. and we could build a big, beautiful wall and make China pay for it. <laughs> Can we call it West Hawaii? <laughs> <laughs> I'd get behind that. I mean, yeah. they, they all seem to actually love America. It'd be nice for a change to have some people like that. Talking about Congress, you know, we have AOC and Jerry Nadler and all of them ginning up uh, impeachment again, as if we haven't talked about this enough over the past three months. <laughs> they now passed a resolution outlining guidelines for an impeachment proceeding. Do you think that they're serious about this, or do you think they're just trying to put continue to put on the show of calling it impeachment, even though it's not actually impeachment? I yeah, I think it's door number two there. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're really serious about this. I think this is all you know virtue signaling for their base of look, we're getting tough because if you listen right. to what they're saying to the you know the, the the few moderate Democrats that are left, oh no no no, it's not impeachment. No 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 no, don't worry about this. You know yes, we're keeping our eye on the ball. Uh, this is red meat. Well, I'm sorry. This is red, fake uh, hamburger. Yeah, <laughs> made plant, out of plant, plant based uh, hamburger. Right. This is <laughs> the imitation <laughs> whopper. Or whatever yeah, 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 exactly. yeah. This is, this is the impossible whopper for the uh, for the left leaning base right now. Yeah. Uh, and, and 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 they're going to keep you know delivering that uh, that that fake fast food to them as as long as uh, they can stomach it. I just 
again, I think at some point it, it ends up backfiring because, mm-hmm. you know, you keep your base happy, but you end up ticking off those independent voters, right, who say, mm-hmm. come on, get serious about this. Uh, however, those independent voters who might not be looking at Donald Trump are now, you know, some of them are going to be like, OK, what are you doing on guns? I mean, we really could be left, I think, with a very dissatisfied voting populace come Election Day 2020. Yeah. Uh, not that that opens the door for a, a, a third party or anything, but I think it might impact voter turnout on both sides, mm-hmm. uh, because I, I, I think that there's, you know, in, in, in both the right and the left right now, you almost have a, a civil war going on. Ours I think is mostly over at this point. Yeah. Uh, but the left is, is uh, you know, in a, in a full-on frenzy right Raging. now. Raging. Right. Yeah. And so <laughs> yeah. is it, are they going to go, you know, hard left, or are you going to have the, I, again, I can't even call them moderates, because they're not, in my opinion, but the yeah. slightly less insane wing yeah. of the party. <laughs> are, are, are they going to be the ones in charge, or is it going to be, you know, full bore, uh, onward to socialism, comrades? You know, which one of those is going to win the day? And... I think tonight, you know, going back to that debate, I, I think it'll be interesting to see if Elizabeth Warren gains any ground on Joe Biden after tonight's debate, because, you know, Biden is sort of the face of the not quite as insane wing of the party. And Elizabeth Warren wants to be the uh, the, the new, you know, populist uh, darling, and she's willing to, you know, promise the world to try to get it. So I think it'll be interesting to see how that plays out in terms of um, uh, the Democratic base following tonight's debate. Yeah, Biden's not uh, super duper left crazy in his politics yet, but he might be going a little... Yeah, you know, a little crazy there. Yeah, seems to be not just a. Uh, What's normal... my name? Can you take me home? <laughs> yeah, well, it's not. It doesn't seem to be just normal Joe Biden gaffes anymore. Yeah. Right. It seems to be a genuine forgetfulness. Yeah. And you know, misreading of his memory. I mean, the other day he called Angela Merkel Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> like, you know, the, and he called Theresa May Margaret Thatcher. I'm yeah. like, dude, it's not the '80s anymore. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I know. I feel. Kinda, I feel bad for him. I mean, I do too. And you know, listen, I'm the guy who calls my kids by my dog's name. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I, I've been there, not necessarily in terms of prime ministers or anything of that important. Yeah. But, but you're right. I mean, it does really. He's off a step yeah. from where we saw him when he was vice president. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was, you know, I think readily apparent from the very first debate. It was like, wow, this guy is he's older. Right. Uh, right. And you can tell he's been away for a few years and he's not the same guy. But I think he is so desperate to mm-hmm. to win this nomination. You know, there were there were campaign cycles where he decided, OK, I'm not going to run. There were those campaign cycles where he did run and he was the also ran gets to be vice president. All right, cool. Now I'm gonna I'm 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 the next in line, and all of a sudden you got 30 other candidates out there. So I, I you know I think that he is in it for the long haul. But if he's not sharp this yeah. evening, and if he's not sharp this fall, hey, honestly, by the time the first primaries roll around, he really as weird as it could be because he's a front runner now. He could be an afterthought. He mm-hmm. really could yeah. be. Yeah, I I feel bad for him because I also feel like there's an element here of. He kind of feels like he has to do this because if he doesn't, then he thinks that they're going to lose to Trump again and it will be a second term of Trump. Yeah, I I, I think that there's some He definitely of that. wants it, but I also think that there's a, well, I couldn't possibly think about, you know, dropping out for, for any reason at this point mm-hmm. unless I get killed in the primaries. Mm-hmm. I think you know, because it... it, it I really think that he's the only one who could draw back those Midwest states. You may be right. Uh, and, and again, I mean, I think the reason why he is the front runner right now is because he seems like the safe, electable, uh, known yeah. quantity, mm-hmm. right? Okay, well, we know what Joe Biden's going to do, and he's not going to go do anything really crazy. Right. 
Uh, and so he's the safe option. But if he's all of a sudden now not the safe option because, mm-hmm. gosh, I don't know if he's going to make it through the first term. I don't know what kind of you know shape he's going to be in mentally two years from now. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden he, he goes from being the safe option to being the perhaps the the least safe option because now you're dealing with a wild card of whoever he would name as vice president. Right. Right. It throws the whole thing into chaos. Yeah, absolutely. Completely flips it on its head. And I think. Tonight is big for him, and, and everyone's going to be coming at him with knives drawn. Yeah. So And Obama, I, too, apparently. <laughs> oh, I saw that. Yeah. They're gonna, they they bashed Obama the yeah. last debate. It was like no like the raging civil oh, war. Oh, I thought the you Democrats. were talking about earlier today. Biden put out a video yeah. basically oh. like making it look like Obama was his best friend and oh endorsing him, even though Obama oh, hasn't. No. Yeah, no. Oh, and then Axelrod tweeted, guy. Oh, that's about as subtle as a screen yeah, door. Jeez. <laughs> 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 well, mean, that, too. I yeah, guess. You know, it's just, I mean, the fact that he hasn't endorsed him, I know he's trying to stay out of the primary process, yeah. but still, there's yeah. something about that. Yeah. He that can't hide in Martha's Vineyard forever. It just doesn't <laughs> quite make sense. Yeah. It's, it's it was your vice president. Yeah, he probably could. He probably he probably could. Yeah, that's true. He probably could. Yeah. You mean the one that's going to be underwater in oh, three yeah, years? Yeah. 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 It costs him 15 mil. It, it probably has a carbon footprint bigger than <laughs> the average person's. Like, it's just unbelievable that, that hypocrisy. But, like, it, it, to me, the fact that Obama hasn't endorsed his vice president of eight years. Yeah. It's very telling. Yeah. I don't know. There's just something about it. Yeah. You know, he make Biden makes him out to be his best friend. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little questionable. A little questionable. <laughs> All righty. A uh, few quick topics here before we wrap. Let's talk about Virginia gun control sure. and the Virginia general election coming up in November. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, it's a very vital oh, one. Boy. It's a very vital one. This is a dangerous situation that we're in. And, mm-hmm. and historic, because the Klan is going to win. The the is uh, <laughs> the, the, what was it? The, the Coon Man. <laughs> yeah, Coon yeah. Man. And they were trying to give uh, yeah. what's your name in Alabama crap for. It. I'm oh, like, yeah. well, it's, you guys sorry. have a wife is governor yeah. too, so we're equal now. And not right. to, come on, Kay Ivy. I mean, she was in college when like you know Andrew Jackson was in college. So yeah, <laughs> I also still contend that Ralph Northam's not the one in the blackface, and he's one in the clan. That's what I meant. Yeah, but clan. Clan. Remember when he was like, oh, I'm going to do a facial recognition yeah, yes. yeah. investigation. Oh, my God. He and OJ out on yeah. the search for the real killers. Yeah. You know? yeah. That, that needs to be a Netflix series, by the way. Uh, yeah. Ralph Northam and OJ teaming up to solve cases. <laughs> yeah. you know? Who killed my wife? Who, who, who put that picture in my yearbook? And, and then just say team up is like a little buddy movie. What are you doing? The thing I have to solve these cases by wearing these leather gloves. <laughs> yeah. I got to put on my hood. Hang and on. And here's my knife just in case for self-defense. <laughs> yeah. But you're right. This, the, this election is absolutely critical. It's one of two states in the nation this fall that have statewide elections. New Jersey is the other one. And uh, Virginia could look a lot more like New Jersey in terms of its gun laws if if we lose. I mean, mm-hmm. and right now on the uh, House of Delegates side, you got 99 members of the House of Delegates. I think there's a three-vote pro-gun majority. Uh, over on the Senate side, there's a one-vote pro-gun yeah. majority. Uh, Michael Bloomberg's already committed to spending $2.5 million on 13 swing districts around yep. the country, around the uh, state. And, you know, unfortunately, we've had a couple of unforced errors. Uh, the delegate Nick Freitas uh, represents a, a portion of Virginia that's strongly Republican, strongly conservative. He won two years ago, 66% of the vote. He's not even on the flipping ballot this yeah, year. Yeah, what happened? Oh. Apparently, his campaign staff screwed. Oh, you can use F words on this podcast, yeah, can't we? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so his campaign f***ed up. And <laughs> they didn't submit the paperwork in time. So he's not on the ballot. And oh the Virginia Board of God. Elections said, no, we're not going to put you on the ballot. So he's having to run a write-in campaign. How do you spell Nick Freitas? 
By the way, Storm, let's put you on the spot. How do you spell Freitas? F-R-E-I-T-A-S. Good for you. The only All reason right. I know this is because that's who I supported in the primary mm-hmm. last time. Now yeah. you need to move <laughs> to that district so you can get I know. a vote. Uh, apparently, if you misspell his name, if it's, if you put the you know I before the yeah. E, it'll still count. But unlike I mean, in Alaska when they had Murkowski, Remember right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Oh my but, god. But again, this is such an unforced error here, yeah. and yeah. and that's one of the things that really does concern me is that uh, you know conservatives in the Republican Party in Virginia need to be on on the top of their game right now, and that's almost the motto of the Republican Party of Virginia though is unforced errors because <laughs> I feel like they've never had their shit together. Like, in, as long as I've lived here now for eight years, yeah. Yeah, I've never seen a bad. cycle where RPV has it all together. No. They have their nominee. They have a strong campaign apparatus. They have a good statewide pull. Yeah. They they consider the demographics of Northern Virginia. It just seems it's always yeah. off in some aspect or the other. And I feel like that's why the state yeah. has basically gone blue, and I'm yeah. very concerned that and then they the have two houses, know, and, and then play. we nominate people who you know one person who thinks yoga is you know like the devil's work, and then some guys a neo confederate. So yeah. you know, that's a big tent. We're a big tent. The neo confederates and the yoga haters are welcome. <laughs> You're talking about EW? <laughs> yeah, yeah, EW. Yeah. Even yeah. though I think EW is like personally seems like a nice guy. Well, Cuccinelli should have been positions. governor. His position's oh, baby, man. He's, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, my, my congressman, Denver Riggleman, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. officiated at a uh, gay wedding like a month ago, and then there was the uh, the attempt to actually try to, you know, sanction him yeah. uh, by the, uh, I guess, the, the district Republicans. And it failed. I mean, there were like six people who were like, oh, don't do this, Denver, you know, and, yeah. and, and it went nowhere. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, living in more rural Virginia and then coming up here to northern Virginia, there the thing is, though, there are some commonalities. There mm-hmm. really are, you know, and it might not be so much on the cultural issues, although I think you will find plenty of, you know, quote unquote, conservatarians in rural Virginia, too. But limited government, mm-hmm. get out of my life, lower my taxes, bring good jobs to the area. You know, there are messages that I think Democrats or that, that Republicans can run on across the state of Virginia, no matter if you live in the urban areas of northern Virginia or the more rural areas. But again, it's not really a cohesive message statewide. You're right about that, Storm. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of concerning. I think that there are people that are doing really good things. Uh, Delegate Todd Gilbert, uh, yep. for example, out of Shenandoah, he's got a bill, you know, north of one is, is eight or nine gun control bills. Gilbert offered something that I think is, is really spectacular. I'd love to see actually uh, members of Congress pick this up as well. He said, look, you want to reduce violent crime? Let's reduce violent crime. Let's let these states or let these cities around the state put in these uh, things called Operation Ceasefire programs, mm-hmm. right? And basically, you work with local law enforcement and federal law enforcement to identify the most violent offenders in any given area. You target those most violent individuals with really, really tough enforcement. Next time you pull the trigger on a gun, we're referring your case to the U.S. attorney. No plea bargains, nothing. You're going to prison for 20 years. And by the way, every one of your associates, we're going to go after them, too. If, on the other hand, you want to stop shooting people, we can help you actually, you know, return to uh, being a productive member of society. We can help you get your GED. Right. We can get your job training. It's a, it's, you know, it's a carrot and a stick approach, and it works. I mean, it's reduced juvenile homicides in Boston by more than 50% when it was put in place back in the 1990s. It focuses on the people who are actually committing violent crimes as opposed to law-abiding gun owners. Uh, there are smart proposals out there that Republicans yeah. are running on. Uh, it's just, you know, it, A, it's, it's getting the media to actually pay attention to them, mm-hmm. and then B, getting voters to listen as well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's always the difficult part, you know? it's it, I, I don't know how they do that. That's the thing. They, they don't have, I just feel like they don't have the consistency of messaging. 
You know, well, again, part of that is it's, you know, it's an unlevel playing field. Yeah, that's true. Um, Very true. And so you can have that consistency of message. But if you're having to rely on other people to deliver that message for you, it makes it a lot tougher. And Mm -hmm. that is a struggle. You're right. I I think that that's a a real problem, not just in Virginia, but but around the country for, you know, local and state level politicians. Social media and the Internet makes us pay attention to the big national stories Mm -hmm. so much more than what's going on right in our own backyard. Yeah. And so how do you reach, uh, you know, the the people in your community and in your city council district or your congressional district or your state, you know, uh, Senate district? How do you reach those folks in a way that actually is meaningful and matters to them? And, you know, if Republicans can can unlock that. Yeah, uh, mystery. I, I think uh, you know uh, it's a it's a game changer. But right now, that's something that that they're going to be struggling with around the country. Yeah, and uh, so obviously, yesterday was the 18th anniversary of 9/11. Did you did you have any uh, sort of reflections or anything on on that that you wanted to share with us? Uh, yeah, um, you know, I'm not big on on anniversaries uh, mm-hmm. of events like that. I, I was living in Oklahoma City. Um, I just moved away from Oklahoma City when the uh, Murrah bombing happened in 1995, right. and I uh, went back to Oklahoma City a couple years later and started my reporting career. And so, you know, every year I'd, I'd go down to the building for the anniversary, and I, you know, so I, I don't I don't typically make a huge deal. Like I didn't really tweet much about it mm-hmm. yesterday. I shared a few of uh, other other people's tweets, but to me, it's just that now that we're almost 20 years out. You know, this is an event that for a lot of people is just something that they never experienced firsthand. It's something that they've learned about over the years. So the emotional resonance for a lot of Americans isn't really there. Um, The thing that sticks with me 18 years later is I remember that afternoon I was in Enid, Oklahoma. I was actually doing a documentary on uh, military in Oklahoma at the time. And we were set to do interviews all day long. And then the base got shut down. And I was told to go out to Enid Airport and look to see if any airplanes were, were flying in since the uh, air traffic had been grounded. Nothing nothing landed at Enid Airport. So mm-hmm. finally, uh, about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I told my boss, I'm like, listen, I'm going home. This is ridiculous. So I <laughs> drove back to Oklahoma City, which is a couple hours away, and I, I went to pick up my son, who was a little more than a year old at the time. And now he's a high school graduate, which is amazing. But mm-hmm. uh, I remember looking at him in his car seat through the rearview mirror as I was driving home, and I just told him, I was like, kiddo. I don't know what the world's going to look like as you're growing up, but it's going to be a hell of a lot different than than it was for me. Mm-hmm. And in many ways it is. But I think the remarkable thing is that in many ways it is not. Uh, that this country has not, was not fundamentally changed for the worse because of 9-11. That we were resilient. Uh, and, you know, yes, there's some, you know, nonsensical stuff with, you know, TSA that we mm-hmm. have to deal with now. Yeah. But in terms of the fabric of this country, I think that we are still the same nation that we were. I think we are still the home of the brave and the land of the free. I think that we still have millions of Americans who are dedicated to supporting and protecting this country. And, you know, it's really easy to, again, you get online and you just see people running down America and running down everything about this country. And and those folks don't represent the vast majority of the people of this nation. Yep. And so I think that, you know, the, the thing that I really thought about yesterday was just that we are still here and we are i think in a in a better space than um than i than i feared we would be uh, on the afternoon of september 11 2001 yeah no i mean i think that's spot on it's i mean so i was eight years old and matt was 
13. 13, Good yeah. God. And we All were right. we were Sorry. both in New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, right? Yeah, I was in uh, seventh grade Greek history class. And we were both in New Jersey, so... I can yeah. feel myself um, aging as we're yeah, right? <laughs> and, uh, you know, that... Michael wasn't even born yet. A, yeah, Michael was definitely not born yet. Um, but, I mean, that had a huge effect on our, our childhoods. Yeah. And now to have such a, uh, you know, kids who weren't born on 9-11 yeah. can serve in the military now. Yeah. It's it's interesting how, you know, as time's gone on, it seems like some people, you know, have put it out of their mind, but I still think it's important to realize that it's a huge part of the history yes. of America. Yeah. And, uh, you know, watching last night, it was what they premiered a new documentary on President Bush and Air Force One and exactly what went down on the day of 9-11. Um, and they had Ari Fleischer on there who has every year tweeted out a TikTok, yeah. essentially, of what they yeah. were doing on that day. It was interesting mm, yeah. to finally see it in, you know, a narrative, a story yeah. told by film. And uh, it's crazy. The things that, they, yeah. that the government, the people who were in charge, yeah. the, the chaos, the fog of yeah. war of that oh, day. Yeah. Like, America was not prepared we, to defend on all. home yeah. soil like that. Yeah. And now... Well, hopefully we are. Yeah. So yeah, we, we, we were making up policy on the fly on yeah. that day. Yeah. Yep. You had Veep calling yeah. for airplanes to be shot out of yeah. the sky. You know, <laughs> like the unitary executive yeah. theory. It's like and Veep is not even in the military chain of command. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. So I just think it was very interesting. Um, and actually, while we're on uh, recording on the air here, we have breaking news. Charges have now been recommended by the U.S. Attorney against Andrew McCabe for misleading statements during the Hillary Clinton email probe. Someone's going to jail. Someone's got his own CNN primetime show. Oh, Are that's you kidding? Yeah. That's yeah. Come on. <laughs> Man, that's, that's some progressive street cred right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Trump ratings just went up. That's so true. Yeah. <laughs> the ratings are through the roof. Yeah. <laughs> for all the wrong reasons. All right. Yeah. Well, on that note, we're going to end it for today. Thanks a lot for coming on, Cam. Really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Thanks, of course, Cam. check out Cam's work at Bearing Arms and his show, video and podcast form, which we're going to be guests on right after yes. this. And he's at Cam Edwards on Twitter. Of course, you can follow us at Triggered Podcast and TriggeredPodcast.com. We're actually going to be back here tomorrow for a special Friday episode because we're going to review the Democrat debate. We'll see you guys then. All right. Well, you, you, you can do that. I don't know. Okay. Kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. We'll All right. Be there. We'll see you guys tomorrow. See ya.